Welcome to the podcast version of Police Science Doctor, the online resource bridging the gap between research and investigative practice. For police personnel who go the extra mile. For academics who want to connect better with investigative practitioners. On YouTube and on policesciencedoctor.com. Good afternoon, police science community. This is Suzanne Knabernicol from Police Science Doctor with the weekly police science snippets. This week, it's number 58, which means I've been doing it for eight, 58 weeks, actually. The police science snippets are little bits of information that I've extracted from published academic journal articles and research in the field of police science, forensic psychology, investigative psychology, criminology, all these kinds of um, areas that might be relevant to anyone working in law enforcement, military intelligence, and any related professions. They are three bits that I think are somehow practicable or practically applicable pretty quickly straight away that you can start thinking about straight away, you can start applying. So I'm really avoiding things that are very abstract or theoretical. I'm trying to find something for the frontline practitioner to be using. And I present these in this way every Tuesday, but I also send out the snippets to my email list every Tuesday. And these contain the links to the original articles. And if you join the Police Science Doctor email list, just go to policesciencedr.com and register on there. You actually get um, password protected access to the read page of the website. Now the read page has all the transcripts for the for the um, videos that are published on the website. And it also has each police science snippets. So you can download all the 58 existing police science snippets from there and build up your own library of actionable pieces of research if you want. Now, the three snippets for this week are as follows. The, the, the first one is secondary traumatization. Many criminal justice workers are not aware of the risk of secondary traumatization through exposure to perpetrators, victims, and graphic materials in child and, and sexual abuse cases. So the secondary traumatization is the, when the professional obviously doesn't experience the abuse and um, the, the crime themselves as a victim, but they work with the, with the case or they work on the case. Existing or past work-related traumatization as well as a personal history of trauma are correlated with secondary traumatization. So that's something to be aware of um, if you're dealing, if you're working in this field, or if you're dealing with the well-being of people working in this field. Investigators of child sexual abuse, for example, um, need to be very aware of the fact that if they have any past trauma themselves, they're much more likely um, to be exposed to to develop secondary traumatization. So that's something to bear in mind, and obviously put some safeguards in place, put some. Um, support in place around those people working in this field. The second snippet today is the reasons for staying in or leaving abusive relationships. A very, very complex topic and a very massive topic, especially now and um, becoming ever increasing for some reason. Um, a study has identified the main themes for why women stayed in or left abusive relationships. So they identified the three main themes for, for each of those options. So the, for staying, they... Um, they are identified as, as the first one, investment. So that's, for example, through marriage, through a pregnancy, wanting to keep the family together. That's one of the, um, the reasons. The second one, the second reason for staying was entrapment. So that's economic dependence, physical entrapment, social isolation, learned helplessness, or religious and cultural beliefs. So these can all keep someone in an abusive marriage or partnership. And um, also love. And um, that was the third theme. And the main themes for leaving were, again, three. First one is external support, for example, professional and informal. Fear of harm from the perpetrator, 
that's either mental or physical. And actually, whilst to all outsiders, it may be the logical and only thing to do when you're, when you witness somebody being in an abusive and, um, perhaps controlling relationship, actually 75% of domestic murders happen at the point of separation or after separation, um, shortly after separation, and 80% of those happen in the first four months after separation. So separation is actually potentially more dangerous than staying with someone, which is a bit of a conundrum when you're trying to advise someone what to do. Um, really, you can only put support around them. You shouldn't be telling them to stay or to leave. <clears throat> That's obviously their decision, but you can you should make it possible for them to leave. And um, the um, the next topic for or the next theme for leaving was fear of harm from the perpetrator. I know I've had that mental and physical, um, but protecting the children. So that's another reason for leaving. And there's a link to the original article. Um, obviously, there was a lot of information in there, so the the snippet may may not have been very clear. But there's a link link to the original article, maybe behind a subscription wall. Um, but go and have a look. The third one is analysis as a missed opportunity. So we're talking about crime analysis, intelligence analysis, um, tactical analysis, strategic analysis, any you know anything, any kind of analysis that is being done in law enforcement agencies. In many police organizations, whilst analysts feel that feel their work is valued, it does not seem to be well understood or used to its full extent. They spend much of their time reporting descriptive statistics rather than performing more sophisticated analyses. So descriptive statistics are things like, this has gone up, this has gone down, there's a trend here, there's a spike. Um, you know, we, we need to do something about this. You know, so just, just telling someone what the data shows rather than, you know, doing some predictive analysis, do, you know, actually coming up with their own inferences and coming up with their own suggestions, they are able to do that. Um, I'm planning to hold a, um, what did I call them, rapid fire conference on analysis at some point this year. Um, if anyone knows of any anyone good and relevant who can provide a short training session, if you are familiar with my rapid fire conferences, then you know that it's, it's experts in their fields who provide short training sessions. I always ask for 10 minutes. Um, it can be up to 20 minutes, actually, depending on the person. And they provide a free training session um, on their specific topic um, on whatever the theme is of the conference. The next conference is going to be themed around analysis. So um, if anyone knows of anyone that you think would be a good delegate, somebody who to provide a good training session, please let me know. I'm not sure yet when I'm doing that. It's probably still a few months out. But I'll be looking for speakers and I'll be looking for sponsors as well. If you want your information about what... <clears throat> what your organizations does presented at the conference, um, then contact me as well. Um, you can do so by contact at policesciencedr.com. So these were the snippets for this week. Um, hopefully there was something in there that was of use to you. Again, if you want to collect these as a PDF, you can do that for free. Just register um, on the website. You'll be given password access to the read page and all the snippets on there as PDFs. And um, I'll speak to you next week and I'll bid you adieu. Ciao. Thank you for listening. I hope you found this content useful. You can get access to each episode's transcript with key learning points, timestamps, and references if you get yourself onto my mailing list. Just go to the main website on policesciencedoctor.com and on the bottom of each page you will find a sign-up form for notifications of new content. Just enter your first name, your preferred email address, and the type of organization you work for. You will not get any spam. This is just for me to let you know about new content and for you to get access to all the transcripts. Thank you.